this is random, I guess, but I started having dreams, uh, a recurring dream that I murdered someone. And I don't remember murdering them, but in my dream, my dream would start with their body. So I would be in my parents' basement, which my sisters and I always thought were was haunted. It was kind of, you had to go down a flight of stairs to get to the basement. And at the bottom of the flight of stairs, there was all of the light switches. So we would almost somersault down the stairs to get to the light switches to go into the basement because all of us were too afraid to go there. And there used to be, I'm not sure if it was where the bathtub was in my parents' house, but there was kind of this um, indented part of the ceiling. And we used to joke that there was a body hidden in the ceiling of my parents' house. So in my dream, I would wake up, or I guess I would wake up in my dream, and I would have this body and I would need to dispose of it without my parents knowing for some reason as well. They were usually gone. And usually I was alone, so I was in this laundry room that was concrete floors, uh, concrete walls, and there was just like a big plastic sink. So I'd either have to figure out how I was gonna dismember the body and where I was gonna dispose of it. And most of the time I decided to bury it in the same place in my parents' backyard and Sometimes, maybe once every fifth time I would have this dream, I would dream that I would take it to this neighboring town called Beachville, and I would throw it into the Beachville River. What's weird about this dream, uh, other than the fact that I'm disposing of a body and murdering someone, was that years later when I told my sister about this dream, she said she had the same recurring dream in this house. And she also dreamed of burying someone in the backyard. When my parents moved, um, the dream went away. I never had this dream again. And this was a dream I had probably from the time I was 15 until I left their house. And when I would come back, I would have this dream as well. When we first moved in, my dad was an artist and my mom was working. So my dad used to send me, he didn't really want to babysit me, so he would just tell me to put on a CD that I liked and sit in a room and do art until uh, the CD was done. So I spent a lot of time alone in the house, mostly on the main floor. Uh, My parents wanted us all to sleep on the same floor as them, so we all had little bedrooms on the third floor. Uh, The main floor of the house had a kitchen, a dining room. It was really bright and and a happy place to be. And then the basement was the laundry room, the work room. The work room was kind of a funny room. Um, It was adjoining to the laundry room, but the work room had uh, all my parents' old art in it. And my parents actually were pretty into some Uh, I don't want to say violent art, but there were some pieces that were hanging in the house when I was younger uh, that I I used to cover in blankets when my friends would come over because they would make fun of me for 
the art that was hanging, there was one of this little girl with a sledgehammer, lifting a sledgehammer behind her back, uh, breaking this clown, this clown doll, about to smash it. There were lots of naked people, but my dad did this series on um, people who were either so obese or so thin, you couldn't tell which gender they were. So there was some weird uh, nudes around the house as well. And my mom did series, her, for years and years, she did underwater series of, my mom's extremely claustrophobic. So she always had these nightmares of herself either being trapped in a coffin or drowning underwater. So she had uh, these this series of women underwater holding rocks and they kind of look like they're dead. So those were also all through our house. I didn't really like the paintings when I was younger. It was kind of a weird dynamic. So my I grew up Catholic. My grandparents were extremely Catholic. And so I grew up in a Catholic household, but my parents were also both artists so there was these concepts being introduced to me through art that weren't really explained verbally at any time like I never had the talk with my parents but there were like you know paintings of my dad's friends at bachelor parties and nudes of different women and things like that so it was kind of just this weird like I felt like I got to see this dark side of my parents' psyche through the art that I didn't really want to know, especially when I was that young. Growing up, I was a horrible teenager. I mean, I, I, I didn't really feel guilt. I was kind of this narcissist. I was fighting for my freedom, tooth and nail with them every day. Maybe I felt a little bit felt a little bit guilty about religion because I felt that I kind of denounced my religion in grade seven, grade six or seven. Um, but I was still expected to I was still living in a Catholic home. But I didn't really feel that they were true Catholics. So I was always criticizing them for not being Catholic enough. Or I would question some of their beliefs that or I guess some of the principles of the religion that I didn't agree with that I knew that they didn't agree with either like that women couldn't become priests or that you couldn't get married if you were gay things like that um, and they didn't really have a good explanation for it uh, they kind of just said you know we don't take the bible literally Everyone interprets the Bible differently, but there's still good lessons there. So I think they kind of expected me to grow up very pious. But at the same time, I don't know how they expected that because they were kind of exposing me to all of these really abstract expressions of emotion. I was trying to hide things from my parents all the time. My parents were both teachers and they were terrified of me because I was trouble. <laughs> I went to the same high school that they taught at because they kind of wanted me under their thumb. They didn't want me going to another high school even though 
I didn't want to go to a Catholic high school because I didn't believe in Catholicism. But they wanted to be able to talk to my teachers, keep an eye on me. I was hiding lots of things. I was hiding boyfriends. I remember having boyfriends come in, like sneak under my bed. I was hiding drinking. I was drinking behind my parents' back. I was hiding all of the things that you hide as a teenager. <laughs> the thing that I was afraid most of at that time was being stuck in that town forever. I just never really felt like I fit in, I guess, and I wanted to leave. There were so many stories growing up there of, like, I have personal stories growing up there. Um, and it's not that it's not a good town. There's lots of things I love about Woodstock. Actually, one of the things I love most about Woodstock is Halloween. They do Halloween like no one else. But there's definitely some sketchy characters there. I remember once my sisters were playing outside on the front lawn and they were pretty young and I could see them through the screen door. I think maybe they were three and four and this car pulled up in front of her house and these adults were talking to them, trying to get them to take something from inside the car. And I ran out onto the lawn and started screaming at them and they drove off and my sisters handed me this like bag of brownies that were completely coated in white powder. Um, and I put them above the fridge and I mean, that was, but that was it. It was never something that nothing really happened with it. it I mean, it was a different time. It was, I remember my friend and I used to go down to the variety store when you could go rent a movie. When we were pretty young, she was two years older than me. And we used to go get a grab bag. I don't know if you remember grab bags, $2 grab bags. So we'd get a grab bag and we'd get a movie. And we'd walk home and that'd be our afternoon and on a Saturday or something. And one day we cut through the school that was abandoned at the uh, end of my street. And there was these adults there and they started yelling at us. And my friend Laura kind of just looked at me and she said, Sarah, on the, on the count, my count of three, run. And so she counted and we started running and they ran after us. And her teacher lived uh, on that street and she had a neighborhood watch sign. So we ran to her house and she called the cops. I don't know who they were, but like as a kid, it was scary. One of the things that really stayed with me about the dream was that I remember just looking at the body and thinking for a long time how I would dismember it, like if I was going to cube it, like how I was going to cut through the bone, like very specific things that I don't really know even, I, I don't know human anatomy that well. I don't know like where everything is located in the body but in my dream I was this I was this expert who I was almost like Dexter-esque I don't go through the motions of doing it but it's me kind of looking at the body thinking about how I'm gonna do it and then burying it so there's a little bit of a jump there and that always kind of I guess the anxiety of making sure that I execute it perfectly so no one's able to find out what I did has always stayed with me. 
Dream Logic is produced by me, Elias Campbell. Original score in this episode by Matt Campbell. Sound mixing by Sarah Bassiano. Our theme music is by Sean Sutherland and cover art by Stephen McLaughlin. Special thanks to our guest this week, Sarah. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DreamLogicShow. If you have a dream you want to share, email us at dreamlogicpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share the show with a friend. Thanks for listening.